Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello, podcast listeners. How are you guys doing today? I am stressed because I'm moving across the country this month. So... (laughs) My office is almost completely barren. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, we're driving across the country. We're going to drive up to our hometown first and be with our family for a little bit. And then we're going to go um, move in in late September. So it's it's exciting. I know that moving back to Colorado is the right move for us, right thing to do, but it is, I'm just dreading all that driving, honestly, and moving everything into a truck and then moving it all out of a truck again. It's exhausting, but it's going to be good for us. And uh, this episode, I'm going to talk about trust, trusting yourself a little bit, Um, a personal story and um, some things that I've learned about trusting yourself and what is required of that in, especially with eating disorders. But I did want to say another personal antidote. I felt, because two years ago, we moved to Miami and now we're moving back to the same place that we were before. And I felt kind of like a failure for moving again. Um, it was odd. I felt like, oh, we're moving again. Everyone's going to think we're crazy that we don't know what we're doing, that, um, this is silly. I shouldn't have moved to Miami in the first place. Um, cause we're going back. What was the point? All this drama in my head, especially some people my age, they have a house, have kids, all that sort of stuff. Um, but then I was thinking about how No, actually Miami, as much as it isn't the right place for me, it's not, I don't want to be here for the rest of my life. It's just, I've definitely learned that from living here at the very least. I've learned what I don't want. Um, It allowed me the space to grow into my own person, into my business um, and give me the space from kind of my old life. Cause I had a life built up in Boulder a little bit. And I had this identity in Boulder, just like I had the identity um, back home that when I went to Boulder, I shifted my identity as well. So it's interesting how even though this move ended up being maybe it wasn't the best place we want to live long term, it allowed me the space to grow into who I am today and the space I needed to do what I needed to do in my business. And also we had experiences here that we never would have had otherwise, really good experiences, fun things. We got to go to Disney a lot too, which and because it was so close and we got to uh, spend time in water quite often. And um, I really enjoyed the weather, even though my boyfriend hated it. And uh, he also had experiences that he would have never had um, had we not moved here. It just, I think it both it helped us both grow into our own person a little bit more. And so uh, for if you guys are feeling that pressure, however old you are, I feel like we can all look around at other people our age and think, um, oh, well, they're doing this. I should be doing this too. No, you shouldn't. You should be doing exactly whatever you're doing. Your journey is completely uniquely your own. You're not behind. You don't have to catch up to them. You're going on your own freaking journey. Put the blinders on and stay in your own lane. I really love, I mean, I don't love everything about my life, but I know that everything I've gone through has happened to teach me something, to learn something. Of course, I don't believe that there's this um, 
actual purpose of it happening, but I do believe that that's what we can take from the experiences that we have. So if you're uh, making another change in your life, maybe you've made the change before, maybe you're going right back to what we were doing before and you feel silly for making the change, thinking it was going to be a good change in the first place, cut yourself some slack and realize it was an experience and you are enriched for it. Okay. With that being said, let's move on to the episode. Um, today, I'm going to talk about trust. I'll start with a personal story and something that interesting that happened to me. Um, I, uh, you probably, if you get my emails, my Monday motivation emails, then you probably saw the story already, but I'll, I'll kind of talk about it. Uh, basically a week ago, or actually this happened to me yesterday, but you're listening to it about a few weeks after, um, I experienced, I was putting on my shorts, I was putting on my uh, blue jean shorts, and we were about to go to Home Depot to get some bubble wrap because uh, we needed more for all the packing that we're doing. And I noticed the shorts felt tight. They just, they felt a little snug and not, unco- not so tight that I couldn't wear them. Um, I prefer, if anything, uh, maybe this is remnants from my eating disorder, but I really don't like tight clothes at all. I prefer all my clothes to be overly loose. Um, it just, it, it's kind of triggering. I don't know. Um, so that's just me. And I don't think anyone likes to feel like they're a sausage in their own clothes, but my clothing, my shorts in particular, it felt a little bit tight and it was like my mind reverted exactly back to the old Jacqueline. It's like I had a printout sheet of everything that I struggle with all insecurities I had and just had it ready to go. And my mind was like, how hypocritical you help people with their relationship with food and recovery. And yet here you are, you have gained weight. You like your shorts aren't fitting. That's hilarious. How could, how could you think that you could do that with people? And then also it was just the basic like, shit, these are tight. This means I've gained weight. Oh my God. And then also my mind went to, um, you need to get a grip on this. This is going to keep on going. You're loosening the reins too much. You're not taking care of yourself. What's going on? This is only going to get worse. And it was interesting. I I had all those thoughts flood to me. I'm not proud of it, but that's what my mind did on default. And I stood there for a minute and I then remembered, hey, you know what? Um, We're going through a really stressful time in our life. We're moving across the country again. Um, We're upheaving everything that we know here. We are also... um, so that alone is hard. And then also we, our gym membership just ended and we're, we're in a layover over without a gym. So I'm not doing as much activity as I usually am. Not that because I don't love it, but because I'm not able to go lift weights and also we're getting more convenient food because I don't have the time to be cooking and meal prepping and we're putting all of our dishes away. Um, also bodies fluctuate quite a bit week to week, month to month. I also just switched. Um, I'm, I just completely went off birth control. I tried, I had, that's a long, another story, but I had switched to this different birth control method and I'm just going off of it. I hate it. Um, doesn't work well with my body. So that has changing for me. And also bodies do just change over time. And I remembered, Hey, I have actually had this experience so many countless times and it did not end in an utter disaster. My shorts have been tight before, and then they got loose again and they got tight again, almost as if this is not needed to worry about, but I just had that moment observant, curious. And then finally I was thinking, I asked myself a question. I didn't really think about beforehand, but it came to my mind that I've never asked myself before, which is, do you trust yourself to gain weight right now? Do you, do we trust us? to be at a heavier weight than we are normally at right now. Because I knew in my heart, 
Hey, I'm not going to start starving myself. I'm not going to go revert back to my eating disorder right now. I'm not going to start meal prepping while we're about to move in less than a week. I'm not going to do any of those things. And I'm not going to get a quick gym membership just so I can work off whatever it is that I'm eating. Like, this is just not what I want to do. I feel fine. I feel healthy. The shirts still fit. Do you trust yourself to be able to gain weight right now? My answer, thankfully, was yes, because I had built trust up with myself many times before. I've been in that situation before, and I know no matter how much I worry about it, that sort of stuff, it never helps. Usually it makes the situation worse, and it's usually catastrophizing something that's not a big deal. Um, But it brings up an interesting question, and it brings up an interesting topic that I think a big issue people go through in recovery that drives behaviors and drives you to go right running back to your eating disorder or behaviors that are creating the eating disorder, provoking it, is this idea that um, if we don't cut in now because we don't trust ourselves, it's going to get much, much worse. Because it wasn't so much about the weight gain. It was really about the fact that I thought it was going to keep on going. And that's what I find a lot of people are like. It's not that they're worried about their weight fluctuating back and forth. Some people are. And that's a different topic about, you know, why you're fearing weight, your weight being higher. Um, What are your thoughts about that? Your value attached to your worth of weight, blah, blah, blah. But I think usually what people are fearing when they see the scale move up or down, or they see any sort of changes in recovery, they feel a little bit out of control, feel a little bit scary. They don't trust themselves to be able to handle it. And they feel like if they don't intervene immediately, it's going to keep on getting worse and worse. I had one client, I told her, uh, she was struggling with the same idea. She was thinking she had experienced her weight fluctuating. It was right around her period. She was also in recovery. So of course you're going to probably gain weight in recovery. And she was saying, um, I really just fear that uh, I'm suddenly going to be 300 pounds in a trailer eating buckets of fried chicken. She was really real and honest with me because that's what her brain was telling her. That's the point of coaching. It's a safe space to talk about your unfiltered thoughts because she knew obviously that wasn't true. But I said, okay, do you want to be 300 pounds in a tr- living in a trailer, which is, would be very weird for her. It's not her style at all. And then also eating buckets of fried chicken is that what you want? And she said, no. I'm like, right. We like, at what point would you just even get there? That's such an impractical fear. There will be so many warning signs and trigger signs and turning back points along the way to get to that point. And I know this is hard to hear, especially for those of you guys that have been overweight, have been at a heavier weight. Maybe you've experienced being at a weight where people aren't okay with it and they comment on it. They're mean to you. So you have even more of a lack of trust in yourself because you've been at those points before. But I always tell people, hey, is that what you want? And they usually say no. And then I bring bring up, well, what would be the warning signs that you're headed towards there? And then what would you do if you noticed yourself slipping into that zone? What, What would be the, you know, how would you know you're slipping firstly? And then how would you bring yourself back? And when I ask people those questions, people, those questions, they tend to feel a little bit better because they realize, oh, I would probably do something about it. I would probably make these practical changes. They actually have a very rational response. Now I know that you telling me what you should do and then doing it is different in practice, but a lot of you guys out there, if you're struggling with bulimia, binging and purging eating disorders, I find that people that struggle with eating disorders, they tend to work very hard and they tend to really try their damn best with many, many things in their life. They're quite successful. Usually they just push themselves to the brink of lots of things. And that's not necessarily a good thing. And then what happens is they kind of rely on binging and purging for that break for that thing that they, when they need to lose control. 
But I invite you to realize that you're able to manage bulimia in your life, maybe not well, whatever, but you're able to deal with that in your life. You're able to do so many things in life. And yet there's this complete lack of trust in yourself that you were able to notice warning signs with food, to let your body fluctuate, to let things happen. And you lack trust in yourself for the ability to handle them when they do, even though you handle shit all the time. It's just crazy to me. Um, It makes sense why you fear it because maybe you have a long history with an eating disorder. Maybe you have not done so good with food in the past, but the bare minimum, you can trust yourself to handle those problems when they do occur. And that's with trust. I think one thing that helps me is when I give myself trust, I'm never trusting myself to be perfect. I'm never trusting myself to never, ever mess up again. That's laughable. That's ridiculous. I will mess up again. I guarantee it. I guarantee I'll make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again till I finally learn. And maybe then I still accidentally mess up on that sometimes. Um, I guarantee I'll, I'll ruin something. I guarantee I'll do a lot of shit that's not helpful for my life in the future. But I trust myself and to have my own back when those mistakes happen and also to not beat myself up and to handle them to the best of my ability. And that's what I put my trust in. And giving yourself that trust, people are always like, well, I don't know, you know, I have to earn that trust back. I don't know, I, I need to prove to myself that I can trust myself. That's actually not how it works most of the time with trust. You can give your trust to someone who you think is completely worthy of that trust. They've proved over and over and over again that, they are not going to make a mistake that they're they're good for it. And then they can still break your, your heart. I just listened to a story of someone who she, I was listening to these coaching calls recently. And one was about this woman who she thought she had met the perfect man and married him, spent years and years with him. And he had been cheating on her the entire time. And then she got into a new relationship. That was a great man. And then she, he had been cheating on her for 10 months before she found out and then lied about to her about the length and amount of time that he had been cheating on her for. You can't avoid mistakes being made, things happening. Trust requires vulnerability. And to trust yourself, you need to be willing to be a little bit more vulnerable and make those mistakes. Because if you don't trust yourself, if you don't grant yourself that trust, which it can just be granted, um, then you'll never be willing to even try. And then you will stay stuck in the zone of never progressing because it's the zone where you feel safe in and where you know you're not going to make mistakes. But actually many times when people make mistakes from recovery in our group coaching program, people must make slip-ups, mistakes. They get some bread, they overeat on the bread, blah, blah, blah. And they come to the calls and they learn from those mistakes and they actually grow from it. I know it's so cheesy, but it is actually true. When you constantly don't give yourself the trust because you haven't been able to prove it before. So you might as well just not do go there. That's not the way you actually build growth or confidence in your ability to do anything. You actually have to give yourself the trust first and then only bring it up again. Only worry about the thing that you might potentially do when it happens, not, you know, worry about if it happens. If you do make the mistake, then you can reevaluate. But the other thing is that um, I, you, you can't, unlike the person who was being cheated on, you can't get out of a relationship with yourself. You have like, what is the alternative to not trust yourself? It also is funny because that concept in itself is a little bit backwards. It's a, it's a contradiction because you say you don't trust yourself, 
but you are the one in control and monitoring things for you. So, um, you know, you don't trust yourself to have bread in the house. So you don't keep bread in the house. You are trustworthy enough to understand your limits with bread and then not keep bread in the house. You are actually trustworthy. You are actually capable of making decisions for yourself and trusting yourself within eating disorder recovery. It's not about your, your track record. It's not about whether you're worthy or not. It's not about not making mistakes and trusting yourself to be perfect. It's about granting yourself the trust to be able to handle those situations and then move forward. So bringing it back to when it comes to uh, trust and if I trust myself, I do have a, a history of, hey, I've been in this situation before. It's easier for me to grant myself that trust. But telling myself in that moment when my shorts are a little bit tight, hey, do you trust yourself to be a heavier weight? it really helped comfort me because I realized it wasn't actually about the weight. I didn't, I don't feel unhealthy. I feel really good. I'm not concerned from that point. It was more so about me panicking of, is this going to get worse? And I really do. I trust myself in this point in my life that, Hey, we're going through a stressful time. It's different. Medications have changed and bodies fluctuate and we're also moving. I'm just going to do what I need to do to get through here. And if it, let's say I keep gaining and gaining, gaining weight to the point where it's unhealthy, then I trust myself to be able to do something when that time comes, if that comes time comes, and I'm not going to bring it up or worry about it until I feel like that time has come. And I have had like with alcohol, my relationship with alcohol, I've mentioned it several times in the podcast before. Alcohol for me was never a problem with bulimia recovery. And then after bulimia recovery, I craved alcohol more. And then there became a point where I felt like I was looking forward to alcohol on the weekends. And I was able to, in that moment, realize, hey, this is an issue. I don't like feeling this way. We need to do something about it. So I trust myself to do that again. So if you are there, you're wondering, hey, how do I even trust myself? I want to remind you, trust is granted. It's not proven. It's granted always. Even if you feel like someone's proven their trust or you've proven your trust, you're you're willing. You at some point just have to make a decision to trust yourself, define what you want to trust yourself with and keep on going and don't worry about it until you have something to worry about. And then you can reevaluate and you can handle it to the best of your ability without beating yourself up for it and then move forward. If you liked today's podcast episode, I actually did a workshop in the uh, recovery program uh, that's all about building trust with yourself. And it goes into more detail, the processes that you might want to go through in order to um, help your mind get used to the idea of trusting yourself again, especially if you have a long history with eating disorders and kind of going against yourself and not doing what you say you're going to do. And it's just really hard for you to actually repair that relationship with yourself. So I thought it'd be a useful workshop to put in the course and um, it's already out. So when you join, you will be there. Also, you'll be able to access it. Also, I assure you, if you are my emails or your Instagram, I have updated my program to just be group coaching. It's no longer a recovery course or group coaching in the recovery course. Um, If you're new here, don't worry about this. You can skip it. But I've shifted the cost of the group coaching to be $60 instead of $197. And that is because I want, when I originally did the group coaching and the course, I wanted to leave an affordable option. But as I've worked with people inside the group coaching program, the course is phenomenal and people do great in there, but the group coaching offers you a way to implement all the content and get individual help that keeps you moving along and keeps you getting out of those stuck points and also offers a level of comfort and kind of relatability because you aren't only in the course alone, you feel like you're talking with people, you feel like you're getting support and you learn from others. So the group coaching really is the most superior 
program that I offer outside of one-to-one private coaching. And I'd rather just offer that instead of the course, the group coaching and the one-to-one. It's just too complicated. And my whole point of making a program that's digital like that and doing the group coaching is so I can make recovery resources more accessible for people that can't afford private one-to-one coaching. And I was just thinking, why am I, why is this so much more expensive? Why is this less expensive? Why am I offering one that could be better with this? It just made no sense to me. So I've adjusted it all. If you've always wanted to join my group coaching program and get the help that you're looking for, the support that you're looking for from someone that you relate to that has been there, um, but it's been to 197 was too much for you. The, the program's now $60 per month and um, you can cancel at any time. You can join for as long as you want, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's the best thing I've ever offered. Um, so if you're interested, you can find that in the link below or bingebreakers.com. Um, all the info should be there. Yeah. So, um, I'll let you guys go. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and it kind of enlightened you on how to possibly give yourself trust. Um, it is granted, not proven. Uh, I can't say that enough. And I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. Never give up on yourself, my friends. I will be somewhere along the road, probably, or maybe I'll be in Colorado. I don't know. I'll be somewhere in the country while you're listening to this or wherever you are in the world. Never give up on yourself. Thank you all for listening. I have a great, great weekend. All right. Bye.